for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified broadcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're coming at you again with another amazing podcast. This time, we have El Sancho all the way from Hawaii, the Big Island, I believe. Correct, Alan? That's correct. Awesome. And so I'm sitting here with Alan. Um, How's it going today? It is going great. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I wasn't going to try and butcher your last name, so I'll let you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Kasemeyer, and yes, it, uh, it's been butchered my entire life, so I have no no qualms when people don't know what it is. Gotcha. Yeah, I have the same issue with the last name, so it's like, I just show respect, and it's like, I am not going to try and butcher it. <laughs> right. So, um, so, you're in the band El Sancho, and some of your bandmates may or may not be calling in to during the, the the duration of the interview um, yeah we, we may hear from them we may not they may just be at the beach okay and you know it's sunday yeah sunday it's fun day <laughs> sunday in hawaii why not right exactly so are you born and raised in hawaii or where are you from originally no i i grew up uh i no, no one in the band here is originally from hawaii um i grew up in california um lived in california most of my life oregon for handful of years and then um i've been in hawaii for six i think six years so far okay and what brought you out there uh well it's hawaii there's that um Mm -hmm. my wife had always wanted to live in hawaii that's been her dream her entire life uh and um we were just you know in we're living in silicon valley california you know prices of everything just go higher and higher and higher it got a point where cost of living in California is no different than the cost of living in Hawaii. Um, actually, what the housing is much cheaper. You know, like to buy a house in, in around you know San Francisco area, you need millions of dollars for a tiny little house. Uh, yeah. Here, it's a it's more reasonable. You know, um, and we we have kids, and you know, I figured why not raise our kids by the beach. So yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, and so. Are you a are you a full time musician or do you have a day job to supplement the music? Uh, no, I we we all have day jobs. Um, I so I, I actually work for a software company that I've worked for for a long time. So I work remote, uh, which is awesome because um, mm-hmm. I you know I work on California time. Um, so I get up early, get done early, um, but work from home and um, it's great. I go out to California. Uh, for work, you know, to, to check in the office several times a year. But um, other than that, just hang around home. Uh, the other guys in the band, uh, one of them's a painter, uh, one of them's a boat captain, um, the other one's stay-at-home dad. Okay, nice. And uh, what this is the, this is actually the first podcast interview we've done with anybody from Hawaii. So I All have right. a whole Perfect. bunch of a, a whole bunch of questions for you. <laughs> All right. 
what's the uh, scene like out there, the independent music scene? Well, so there's, there, I'd say there's, there's two distinct uh, areas to talk about. So Hawaii, I, I forget the population, some million people maybe in Hawaii, um, 90% of them are on Oahu. Okay. And um, the, the, the other, the, the rest are scattered among um, the other, you know, the big island, Hawaii, uh, Maui and Kauai mainly, you know, uh, but so we have such a small population density compared to, to Oahu. So Oahu has a kick in music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is live music every night um, and it's small, right? So everything's kind of concentrated. Most of it's right in Honolulu. Uh, you can go out and see heavy metal bands, punk rock bands, ska bands, reggae, you know, jazz, blues, whatever. You can hop from bar to bar and see awesome music. Uh, on the on the neighbor islands, which is what we'd call, you know, like the big island, um, it's a little sparser. Um, most music, uh, most live music is geared towards the tourism industry. So um, cover, you know, it's mostly cover music. Uh, mm. There's not a ton of of original music that is performed regularly in front of audiences. <laughs> there's a lot of musicians here who make, there's a ton of people making music here. Um, there's not that many, I would say, that, that are performing original music uh, regularly. So, Do you think that's because it's a very heavy tourist destination? Is- yeah, that's, yeah that's, a, that's a big part of it. Um, so the, the venues that, that, that have live music they want to make sure that there's consistency that like you know so that someone can, you know people are going out to eat dinner or dance or whatever they're going to get the same jimmy buffett cover bands or whatever gotcha uh, you know and um and the people you know people you know some of the places pay really well for that other other places i know people who play and they're really frustrated with the economy of that um but uh you know there are there are plenty of people who make a full-time living doing that out here yeah. Um, so there are, you know, there is also uh, original music too that, that's out there. And if you play, you know, singer songwriter kind of quieter stuff, maybe no drums, uh, you have a lot more opportunities for that because uh, there's just fewer venues that want to have loud music. We like to play loud. Um, mm-hmm. We don't particularly like playing quiet, so our our options are slightly limited. But there are there are venues on the island that that do. So like last, just a couple nights ago, we played. Um, played over in Hilo, which is, we're, we're on some geography, you know, the big island is called the big island because if you took all the other islands combined mm-hmm. and stuck them on top of the big island, the big island's still bigger, um, okay. but it has fewer people than the others. So it's, it's very sparse, but there's two big, big, you know, two, they're not cities, but the two towns are Kona and Hilo. They're 70 miles apart from each other, something like that. Okay. Um, so we're, we live on the Kona side that's on the Hilo side. Um, so I went over there, played, played a show the other night with um, uh, this band from California called DI, their punk rock band from back in the eighties. They came out and played. Um, so we play with them and it's, you know, that's at a venue where you can crank the amps to 11 and nobody cares and yeah. everybody's having fun. Um, nice. But those venues are limited. So yeah. there's a cut, but um, you know, we've, we've been trying to band together with other musicians and get venues to, be more amenable. So we've got a couple in Kona that, that we're doing shows at in the next month and a half to, that um, hoping to open their eyes that, you know, original music can be profitable and enjoy, enjoyable. Yeah. And like, especially doing like the punks, 
music i think they really want to hear like i mean i'm sure like any type of music they have the there's like your cover standards but Mm -hmm. for the most part i think at least for independent punk music i feel like the originals are just as good as the covers because you can get into it just as easily yeah i mean my standpoint yeah yeah i mean i I don't know that i'd ever go see like a punk rock cover band that just yeah you know it's it seems to defeat the purpose for me anyway yeah Um, but uh yeah, like like last night there were you know or the other night when we were playing the show. So the that was the you know there were kind of two big concerts on the island. There was ours and there was um, a Led Zeppelin tribute band. The, oh. Those were like the two that were in the paper and written up and everything. Um, and uh, so you know and they both had about the same attendance I think. So oh nice. Uh, but you know we we actually so I've lived out here for six years. I hadn't not seen a punk band play. Uh, the entire time I lived here and then we started this band and, and still had not seen a punk band play until actually this year like in January was the first time there's been a punk rock show since since I've lived on the island um, oh, wow. and uh, and part of that is um, you know there's a lot of bands that that from the mainland have come over to Oahu um, but the but a flight to this island has always been pretty expensive so it would cost it would cost per person about you know $250 round trip uh oh. if you know you bring a band of four people over yeah to play a show here it's an extra thousand dollars so bands will come over play two nights in Oahu um but Southwest started flying out here recently oh, and no. so there's like price wars between um Hawaiian Airlines and Southwest so uh now you can fly like 100 bucks round trip so it, it's made you know it's it's doable you bring four people over and four you know 400 bucks you know yeah. you're paying 20 bucks a ticket, you know, like the show they did the other night, it's 20 bucks ahead. We got 200 people in the door. Uh, they were ha- perfectly happy, you know? So hey, you guys got 200 people in the door. That's, that's awesome. But, yeah. I mean, you know, in a lot of it's, uh, this show and the last, the last show we did in, in, uh, in January, it was with a band called DOA, which a uh, old Canadian punk band. And, um, there were just, I mean, it's the same, about the same level of audience. And at both shows, people were like, I just, I haven't seen punk rock in 10 years. I've just had to come mm-hmm. and you know, so it's great. So people are, people are anxious for it. And um, I, you know, I mean, I like, I like all kinds of music. I, I like to play punk rock cause I, that's just what I kind of always done, but I'm, I'm a fan of all sorts of stuff. Um, and we have a really good, there's actually a really good like reggae scene out here. Um, I feel like that'd be a little cliche though. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, there, there are venues you can do reggae. At, okay. Um, consistently but as far as like rock music uh there's not much but there's there's a bunch of new kind of rock bands that have just popped up uh recently too which we've done we just haven't had any much out here mm. it's kind of exciting we're all all looking forward to like getting more things happening out here nice and so yeah. the the uh scene is starting to flourish a little bit and start to grow and away yeah from the, away from Where'd you say was the Honolulu and all that area? Yeah, like in Honolulu is where the, you know, most music is going to happen. And it's going to continue to be that way. Um, But, um, you know, now ticket prices are reasonable enough that we could fly over, you know, we can fly. If there's a a band we want to play with this plane over there, we could hop on the plane and get on the show. Yeah. um, And, and, um, or, or get the bands to come over here. So we've got... um, like there's a band we just set up we just confirmed a show 
for a band um, from Oakland called the Middle Age Queers. Um, and they're coming over um, in May. Um, and so they, they had a show in Oahu booked and I said, dude, you guys should come here. Nice. Told them, told them, we looked at price, ticket prices together and they're like, yeah, let's do it. So, um, so it was a, that's all, all exciting. Nice. That's awesome. Um, what got you into music? Uh, I've been playing, yeah, I've been playing music, uh, my whole life. My, my parents were musicians. Um, they were, they mostly played classical music. So, mm. uh, my dad was in a symphony, um, played, uh, the, the uh, percussion mostly on um, my, and my mom is a pianist. Um, she was a piano teacher. I never really picked up piano. I didn't, it, it was something that even though I had a teacher and piano was in my house that it, it just never really stuck with me, but I, mm -hmm. I played, uh, other instruments, brass instruments and stuff when I was younger. And then, um, I don't know as far as what got me into playing, um, guitar. I started playing bass guitar first, played okay. bass guitar for many years in bands and stuff. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was probably a mixture of like the red hot chili peppers and the violent femmes and, and just other bands that, that like there's the bass is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember listening to those bands and we were watching a video of, of them and being like, wow, that's, that guy's cool. I'm going to do that. Nice. Yeah. And, um, What's the, like, you were playing, you were obviously playing music before you came over to Hawaii. What's kind of the uh, difference between the scenes from, you said you're in Silicon Valley to Hawaii, or were you um, playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, I was, uh, so the last couple of years before I left, I, I was, wasn't, well, actually, yeah, no, no, I was. I, w I was in a band, I forgot. I was in a band called Airfix Kits. I didn't forget I was in the band, I just forgot the timeline of when it was. <laughs> uh, I was in this band called Airfix Kits, um, and we, uh, I played bass in that band, and we would gig pretty regularly. Um, we would, you know, you, we could play it, you know, we could, between San Francisco, San Jose, Berkeley, Oakland, you know, there's enough uh, geographic, uh, representation that you could go play a show in Oakland and you have a hundred completely different set of people that show up in San Francisco or San Jose. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we could play every couple of weeks if we want to, we, we probably tried to play about once a month just because we all have family obligations and stuff. Um, but there is, uh, I mean, there's just so much music. There's so many musicians. There's so many places for bands to practice. There's, uh, there's just bars, clubs, all ages clubs, over 21 over clubs, all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff that, that uh, you can see see music at, so it's it's so uh, yeah, it's one hundred percent different than what we have out here. Um, and you know, people who I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I I would have a part time job occasionally just to because I had to, but I, I would mm -hmm. wanted to just play music. All I wanted to do was play music, you know. Um, so, and gotcha. and that was that was for a long time. That was you yeah. know since my since I since my you know late teens until I was 35. That was about what I was doing. Gotcha. And um, what, so how long's the band been together as, as far as the current lineup or what was like, when did the band start and you know, what's kind of the history of the band El Sancho? Um, so Nate and I, Nate's the bass player. Uh, we kind of got together. Oh, I mean, we, we've been, we've been kind of farting around for like four years, probably. Mm -hmm. um, just at first, uh, he just wanted to like 
learned to play um, Super Suckers covers. I don't know if you're familiar with the Super Suckers, but they're they're banned out of, um, I think they're out of Seattle. And they're a punk rock band, but they kind of have a country edge. Okay. And um, and they also recorded one album that's just country songs. And he, and he was like, we should just like, learn to play, you know, kind of country versions of these songs since we're never going to be able to play punk rock out here. But why don't we just play some country songs? But they're kind of punk rock songs. They'll be fun. And nice. so we were doing that. We had, uh, um, you know, we, so we kept it quiet. Instead of drums, we had a guy who plays the, the uh, I forget what we call it, the little box, the cajon. The cajon. Um, yeah. And it was fun, but it wasn't really, um, I don't know, it wasn't. It, it was a it was a social activity, but it wasn't like what I'd want to be doing um, all the time. And then mm-hmm. um, eventually, uh, we, we you know, people kind of cycled through that whole group. But it was just like we just get together once a week and and jam. Um, and then, but I I was like, well, I write songs too. I write songs, and so you know, I kept kind of shoving some of my songs in there. Um, and then we got a drummer, Tony, who actually wasn't a drummer, but he's a friend of mine who plays guitar, and I knew he owned a drum set but he didn't know how to play it so i was like mm. you're gonna learn how to play drums let's start playing so he started coming over basically learn how to play drums playing with us um and then the music kind of got louder and louder and louder and faster nice. <laughs> and then and uh so um yeah and then and then um i'd say 20 and we started playing shows in 2018 but not too often played a handful mm-hmm. of shows and then 2019 we played more um and then now you know we, we recorded record some songs, put them up on Spotify at uh, end of the last year. And then, um, you know, after that, started to actually actively look for times to play. Um, so hoping to do that more. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So you started, you, you essentially said you started off as like a little jam band type thing, just friends messing around. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're just like, just hanging out in the garage, drinking beer, playing yeah. guitars. Was, I'm, I'm going to say like jam bands are the most dangerous thing because that's how you turn into a real band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know plenty of situations where like, especially within our little group here in live and amplified uh, our audio engineer, Jeff, about two years ago, I think at this point, uh-huh. he, he started he he was a bass player that got or suffered from a nerve injury and so he started picking up the drums again to learn how, or reteach himself how to play drums yeah and he was looking for somebody to play with because he was in a reggae cover band and they did uh-huh. like 90s punk covers okay in reggae About reggae nice yeah. <laughs> nice so um he was in that for the longest time and then that group disbanded and he picked up this jam band and then they just started adding elements and now they're just playing all over the place. And I'm like, what happened to this just being something you did on Sunday nights so you didn't just go completely ape shit on everybody because you couldn't, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, you know, it's funny. I kind of feel like in in this band when, when we started, um, uh, you know, I don't think Nate particularly had any aspirations that other side out of, just playing in the garage and having fun and 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 if i wasn't just kind of like shoving along we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this this," he'd probably be like "Eh, that's cool let's just play in the garage but um and and uh yeah so then we got uh i'd say about a year ago we had we had another guitar player my buddy ryan um who played but he lived down in kona so we we live we live like we all the three of us live real close to each other in a small village Mm -hmm. called waikoloa um and Kona 
town, which is you know a population of thirty thousand people, is about forty minutes away, forty five mm-hmm. minutes away. Um, and so he lived down there, and he and he, I'm like, you sure you want to commute up here like for practice once a week? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his wife had a baby, and then you know that it started happening less and less and yep. less. Uh, and so then we so we had this other friend Jose who started playing with us, and he's also in Kona, also has young children, but uh, he's still he's still making it happen. Nice. Um, but and Jose is a great so Jose is a audio engineer too. So he's got a, he's actually building a nice little studio in his his house right now. So the next time we record, hopefully we'll go go do it in there. Um, nice. The things we recorded before we kind of just it was did in our garage really quickly okay i was just about i was just about to ask about that about um where all right so you a lot of the recordings you have are just straight garage diy type stuff well it's i mean it's you know i got audio interface i got or mic and everything um Mm -hmm. and you know bringing it to logic and you know mixing down stuff mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not um not in a proper studio not really like the the we did so we've put out two things one is a four song ep and we record it really like we should just have some recordings of songs so we can work on the vocal you know, you know like when we practice like one of us has a song and like there's the lead vocals right you kind of figure that you know but this is like getting the background vocals for us it's it's easier if there's a recording and then we can kind of be like okay let's try this on that see how that works so that was the intent but then just like okay, well, we record some songs, so let's put it out, and then put it out, um, and then, um, yeah. But it, we weren't even really intent, intending to do anything with it. It was just kind of for practice. But then it's like it sounds sounds acceptable enough to let people hear it. Nice. And so, what, where are you guys at right now creatively? Are you get Are you close to getting ready to go back into recording, or? Are you still writing or where are you at right now with all that? Oh, um, well, we're always writing songs. Like mm-hmm. we got, you know, we're like, we write a lot of songs and there's, you know, we all, everybody in the band writes some songs. I tend to write, I, I tend to bring more songs in than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody has songs that they write and we bring in, poke, you know, bang them around till they sound, you know, they tend to sound different than the original intent you know, that's because you got four people working on it instead of one. Um, and we we want we plan to record uh, something that actually sounds good sometime this year. Um, you know, Ho- Jose's itching to to do a, a good recording because uh, mm-hmm. he's he's now that he's getting his stuff set up. Um, nice. So sometime, you know, uh, it'll probably be a couple months till we're we're ready. Um, you know, but we we've got. We got plenty of songs that we could go in, you know, if we if someone's like, hey, I'm booking a studio next weekend, okay, we could go we go crank out an album. I just, yeah. you know, we kind of want to make sure we're going in with the right stuff. Yeah. That and is. is there a lot of places to record in Hawaii or Um, it- there's a hand, you know, there's a handful of studios and there's all, you know, the great thing about, I don't know, the, the technology these days like it's real it it doesn't cost that much money to come up with a somewhat decent amateur studio as long as you have a someone who has the skills like i i i've got a i've i've got you know recording equipment in my garage i don't have really have the skills to produce something that sounds good mm-hmm. i can make things that sound a-okay but they're not you know i especially when it comes to mixing i'm not the right person for that kind of job um there's there's plenty of people here who actually you know went to school for recording like jose you know school for recording an audio engineer in texas for a long time um and 
there are there's a lot of you know home studios there's a, there's a handful of of um of legit studios too um which are primarily recording reggae bands mm. um but i i don't know that we'd utilize that i think we would we would you know especially just the way that digital recording is these days like oh okay we just need a good room for the drums um and then we can kind of get if we, as long as we get the the drum sound great you can kind of do whatever you want with yeah. the rest of it so um yeah the, the, there are yeah, there are studios here but um like there's one there's one down the street from us mm. uh the guy in there recorded uh like did the guitar parts for bruno mars's songs like down the street from us in, in oh, his wow. little studio yeah. um so uh but um yeah, I think there's. I think there's a lot of home recording going on here. Yeah, and I mean, I that's almost in any scene, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's nothing too far off from common. Um, maybe a little bit more in Hawaii, just because out of necessity, maybe. But yeah, um, yeah, that's not too far. Yeah. Well, I remember when, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I, I, or I got my first four track, a ta mm -hmm. like Tascam 424 or something like that. And, yep. and just like being able to record multi-track on the cassette, it was just like open this world, you know, and I had friends who could go take that thing and actually produce stuff that was pretty good. Um, I never got to that level, but like, if you wanted to record something that was radio quality, you could never do it at home. No, you know, you'd, you'd have to spend 20 grand minimum on, on equipment real to real or or even you know when the digital stuff came out like the dat dat um and da88s types recording i mean those were really expensive to buy it wasn't really sustainable for a home studio um and now it's just you know we get some get a handful of decent mics and you're pretty good to go you know mm -hmm. audio 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 interface you know you can get a eight channel audio interface for not a whole lot of money and, yeah you can, and it's everything's a digital signal so go to town depending on what you're wanting to use i know uh you can get an eight channel interface with two phantom ports for under three hundred dollars yeah roughly um, yeah yeah i mean i have i bought i i forget i have a tascam i forget what it is um mm -hmm. and it's similar yeah it's like eight eight xlr inputs plus i think it's actually 16 you know they, it's got eight uh uh quarter Stare. inch yeah, yeah as well as the xlrs um and phantom power and you know yeah it's because right like more than more than you could ever need <laughs> yeah. yeah right now i'm uh running my microphone through zoom h6 and i think i paid 250 for it uh -huh. and, you know it's got six channels and it's more than i need at this point because if i need any more than six channels that means i'm doing a a full band with a drum right. kit and I right. need an extra set of hands anyways, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. You know, it's so one of those things where, uh, it's just super cheap to get interfaces right now. And you don't even need to have a computer because most of the most, I mean, if you have a computer, you could probably get a cheaper interface, but there are so many standalone interfaces that you can get for, between 300 and a thousand dollars that yeah yeah 
I, I, um, I was recording, like I, I used to do this pretty regularly on my, um, just right on my iPhone. I bought, uh, I think it was called iRig. Um, it was a two channel, it was iRig duos. So it was two, two, two XLR inputs mm. um, that could go right into GarageBand on the phone. And so I used to, that's how I used to record just like demo, song demos really quick because mm -hmm. you know, GarageBand on a phone, it's really, really easy to crank out a quick number. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you, know, you can always take it, bring the structure into logic later and then re-record the tracks. So I used to do that a lot just to like figure out, okay, I know it's gonna be first chorus, first, first, first chorus, whatever. And then here's what the guitar lecture sound like. But yeah, I used to just sit, sit in my bedroom with, my guitar and my phone. <laughs> it's like, this is awesome. Like, nice. Cause I know I just recently saw on fate or on Amazon, I believe like what you're talking about, a little two, two input uh, thing for the iPhone. And I had never seen, I hadn't seen one of those before. Um, so it's fun. That's interesting that it's not a new technology. Yeah, I think I got that one a couple of years ago. So I had had a single input. Um, I mean, I started with one that went to the headphone jack years ago. Yeah. And, but the, the audio was pretty bad on that. Uh, um, and then I got one that goes into the lightning port. Mm -hmm. And then when the two-channel one came out, I was like, oh, that's cool, because I could do a vocal mic and a guitar at the same time. Yeah. Um, and and, I, I've, and I, what I found is I never, I think I, I played with it with two channels, but I never, I never used two at the same time. But mm -hmm. um, the only thing I'd use it for is like it, my um, my guitar signal and my bass signal, I would have different. So if I was gonna record guitar and then just put a bass line on it, um, my bass, I had to pick up on my, on my bass, so I needed to dial down the gain. So I would have one channel that was my bass channel and one my guitar, but I'd never do two at the same time. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. Um, so what what's the, like you guys have been playing together for a bit. What's the ultimate goal? Where do you want to take the the band? Uh, you know, we don't, you know, we're all in our forties. We all have kids. We got jobs, houses, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So that, you know, this isn't gonna, something that's going to turn into a, um, you know, a, 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 a job right mm -hmm. at any point. Um, you know, we would love to go tour, you know, go, go, play some shows in the U.S. at some point, or not the U.S., we're in the U.S. too, but in mainland, yeah. you know, go go do the East Coast, or go do a West Coast, you know, jaunt here and there. Yeah. Uh, I love recording. I love putting out music. I, I write I write songs every day. I would I would love to have, you know, a more, it, it turn into an active output, uh, mm -hmm. outlet for that, I'd say. Um, you know, that w whether just my friends who are listening to it or whatever, if other people like it too, that's cool. Um, but, for for me, you know, I'd like to. I like. I love playing in front of people. I I love writing music. So, anything I could do to put those things together, um, you know, I think in the in the short term, we'll we'll definitely be played. You know, head to Oahu is you know for shows um, and you know record an album and uh, you know hopefully get an album out out this year and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, you know. Gotcha. We we just can't we just can't do like, you know, we can we can all hop on a plane for a week and a half or something and go go do mm -hmm. um, that. Like my my when I was back in California, the last couple bands I was in, the one we I was called Giant Haystacks, and we tour around. We, we did a we did a few tours around the U.S. and it was, um, you know, we that was before 
kids, really. Um, so that was that was doable. Um, and then the next band was, which was the same people, it's just a uh, different drummer. Um, we were older and it was like, it's just harder every, you know, even those who don't have kids to just have financial responsibilities and stuff. So we would go fly to Texas, go, you know, play, play some shows in Austin or we'd fly to New York or we, you know, stuff like that. And we'd mm-hmm. do a weekend in LA or a weekend in Seattle and Portland, but oh, wow. you know, so that's, I, I'd say those kinds of trips are, are the, the maximum we probably ever do. Yeah. Well, and being that you're, out in Hawaii, you couldn't do the traditional pack up the car and go because you'd be jumping between two towns essentially. Is that? Yeah, I mean we can. Yeah, we, I mean there's other places around the island that you, you know you could play shows, but it's not like you'd go do a tour of yeah. Big Island. I mean everything's within driving distance of home. So, yeah. and. and and you know Oahu's the only island that really makes sense to go to. But you know we can get to. A, in theory, you know, we can get to Japan easily. We can get to, yeah. can get to Australia, New Zealand, if we yes. if we had a, um, if we had big aspirations, we could do those things. Gotcha. Yeah, that that actually be kind of interesting. Because how far are you from? You're how far are you from Japan? Um, I think I've never been, but I I have a feeling it's about five to six hours, about the same oh. as uh getting to California. Okay, and then what about for like Australia, New Zealand, and that? Area? Um, New Zealand is a, that's I think that was about eight hours. Last time we did, a, I went to New Zealand. It was about eight hours, but or I had gone from California once. Um, mm-hmm. on, I actually flew from uh, in another band I was in. One point we played in Australia and New Zealand, and, and it was the most brutal plane. I mean, it was just horrible flight. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like sixteen hours just to get out there maybe not that long maybe just from, maybe like 13 yeah just from california yeah it was probably like 13 and then from from hawaii i think it's about eight. Oh wow but um and it's you know it's getting to you can get to japan pretty quickly or pretty cheaply uh mm-hmm. for whatever reason going down to to australia new zealand the flights are not cheap really that's interesting well, yeah um you know they, it, it used to be that um planes would like if you're going to japan or you're going to australia like you would fly to you would fly to hawaii first and then fly mm-hmm. to those but mm-hmm. then after 9 11 they uh the, our airports were not well equipped for international travel particularly um so like the the air, airport here just re just started doing international flights on this island um mm-hmm. two years ago they started that was the first international flights since 9 11. Oh, wow. um, but uh, so even even Honolulu, they just it they wanted to bring people to that rather than um, go to you know, you know stop in Honolulu, you'd fly straight from the west coast. Um, so that changed economy because there used to be a lot of bands that would fly. They go to Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So a band would fly to Japan, but you could have a layover in Honolulu. So you yeah. could play a show in Honolulu, jump over to to uh, to Japan, Japan. or yep. or Australia. But now. Now it's not not really doable. Yeah, I've actually known a few different bands that have done like Japan tours. Like they meet a guy or meet a promoter that they set them up on a Japan tour, and they've told me this like within the last year or so that they've uh, been able to lay over in Hawaii and they'll oh, pick really? up a, nice. they'll they'll pick up a gig and you know go play play yeah. it and then head off to Japan or wherever they're yeah. going. Yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully they're that, you know, 
I think I think that's coming back, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. Nice. So um, you said you've actually gotten a chance to play in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, under previous bands, right? Yeah, yeah. This was oh, this was uh, this is probably twenty years ago. Um, it was in a band that was called Your Mother, and um, that you know, it's probably the 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 most active band I've been in, um, just because we started when we were 15. Um, so we, you know, we, when I think we stopped when I was 25 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, you know, it was just during the time of my life, time of our lives when you can be free to do stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, 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 we toured all over the place and, and, um, went to Australia and New Zealand. Um, and Australia was okay. Um, and part of it was just like the, you know, the promoter, you're, re when you're doing an international thing, you're just relying on the promoter to, mm -hmm. to do it. And so we, we had a few shows in Sydney and we had a couple shows outside of Sydney. We, uh, just, you know, just, it's a really big, Australia's big and you don't yeah. even realize, you know, you don't really realize that until you're like, okay, can we just go over there? They're like, no, you can't, you can't go to go. Like we play, I really played somewhere. We played with a band from Perth, which is on the mm -hmm. other side. And yep. people were just like, oh my God. Yeah, someone from Perth. I've never met any you know, people who yeah. live in Australia. They're all like, never met someone from Perth. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so, but uh, it was fun, and we and we played the we we were the band that the promoter was in um, had just gotten on the radio. Like they, they had a some kind. Of, it was like in the '90s, so it was like right when all the like punk rock was kind of blowing up, and so they had mm -hmm. a, they were kind of like a novelty punk rock band, and they had some song that was like top 10 on the commercial radio at that time so the shows were actually full of people um but it it wasn't i don't know it just wasn't the most fun experience for me mm -hmm. um and then we went to new zealand and new zealand was amazing um as we had just had a promote the the promoters there like they just put us in a van and we drove around the with the entire north island and basically stopped in every little town you know we played auckland and wellington and you know kind of bigger shows there but we played in played in just little like you know community centers mm -hmm. in every little town and they had gone through all those towns made copies of our cds uh you know and had t-shirts pressed and everything so like people there already knew the band that are like were already excited that this band was coming mm -hmm. um so people you know singing along and and just you know the whole town would show up You'd, there'd be like 10 year olds and there'd be 65 year olds and just That's everyone awesome. was there because it was just something Some, something to do yeah, and and that kind of I mean I love that kind of that that's the kind of shows that me for are fun like yeah. when you're playing in a in a small place that doesn't usually have that kind of yeah that thing no. like you play in San Francisco and and just people are just another band you yep. know <laughs> you're you're one of the many yeah, in yeah San Francisco and that's like you know here with El Sancho like the like we played a show the other night and just people are just like, yeah, this is so exciting. There's something, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't know how long we'll be able to keep that excitement of being new going mm -hmm. if we keep playing all, all the time. But <laughs> uh, I'm, you know. Keep making waves and what have you. And yeah. You may not, like, are, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say just like the news of, oh, somebody's, somebody's doing something with the music. You know that that would keep. I think that would keep them excited. Just being like being able to be like, "Hey, we we 
we've known them since they got started, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, what I hope is happens is that, you know, now that there's, there's some music happening, you know, loud music occurring mm -hmm. that it will, there will be other people like, Oh, I could do it too. Or, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people I know here who used to play music a long time ago, maybe lived on the mainland and played music and gave it up when they came here or, you know, maybe, you know, I, I just haven't seen like, for one thing that's always unusual for me here is that, you know, back when I lived in California or Oregon, you'd see bands of kids who are 15, 16 years old, learning to play their instruments as a band, right? And playing shows and mm -hmm. they might be awful, but it's like, that's how you learn. Like that's, yeah. you know, we all played horrible <laughs> music when we were kids and loved it. And, mm -hmm. and like, I haven't seen any of that here. Um, so it's, so it's like, you know, maybe hopefully the kids will want to do it. I don't know if, I don't know if they like rock music anymore. No, kids are, my, my kids are, my kids like, uh, like one of my son is all about like, electronic dance music and my my daughter I mean, she likes she likes whatever on the radio nice. um but i'm sure there's you know people can get inspired by what's mm -hmm. what what is in front of them if there's nothing in front of them they're not gonna they're not gonna do it yeah and unfortunately unfortunately i think because we're seeing so many old or nostalgic bands starting to do like their reunion tours i I have a strange feeling that that's only going to hurt rock music because it's going to become the old man music. Yeah. From, because yeah. like you got, like I was talking to w w this guy I was doing an interview with I, last night. He's from, uh, or he lives down in Austin and he's in a, or he does like a punk country type, uh, type music. Uh -huh. And he was telling me about, uh when uh motley crew or when he was like he used to listen to motley crew back in the day and we got onto that topic about how their about their reunion tour that they had when uh the dirt came out uh -huh. and it's like yeah they they just didn't look the same like they just it's <laughs> just a bunch of old dudes on on stage and it just looked bad and i'm like well, you know, not everybody could be Angus. Like yeah. Angus is like damn near dead and yeah, like still rocking, you know. But uh, so I, it, it's either it's going to go one of two ways, where rock like rock music is going to become the old man music, or they're going to see they're going to be reintroduced to some really good music, and it's going to inspire somebody to become start a rock band like a traditional yeah, yeah. Rock or or you know take those influences and what the modern influences are too i mean mm -hmm. that's how that's how you make things that are in, you know it's like i i don't know that i want to see traditional rock band you know a traditional rock band like i don't know it doesn't it, it inspire me that much if it's music that's just it's the same music from 30 30 years ago mm -hmm. like you know if, there, if if you're taking influences from what's today too as well and mixing them in it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. um and i don't know um but yeah like we we went and saw guns and roses they came to honolulu and we so you know we we flew over there like well we have to if there's any big show we want to see we have to it costs us like five six hundred dollars to go to a show because we got to fly fly there yeah. you know get a hotel room all that kind of stuff so we don't go over shows too much but we went to guns and roses uh last year um and it was like, man, Slash, that guy is just nonstop awesome. 
and the rest, yeah. and he's and, and it was like the other guys are like eh. <laughs> yeah they're here too but uh that's funny but yeah i mean I, you know uh, like you know i like you know i think i like i like the music i liked when i was a kid like my 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 tastes haven't changed mm-hmm. i still like the same exact music i like then and you know that's how kids are probably going to be 30 years from now they're going to like like marshmallow or whatever they're going <laughs> to it's going to yeah. be the the that when they're old they're going to be jamming the edm yeah. stuff and, and their kids are going to be onto something completely different and looking at them as like that's old man yeah that's that's very true that like i mean that's just the vicious cycle of life pretty much yeah but um so when you're not playing music or working, what are you doing outside? Well, I got two kids, so okay. it's usually something with them. Um, I, you know, I, my son's soccer crazy. I coach his soccer team. My daughter's Girl Scout, so I'm, I'm co-lead their Girl Scout troop. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that take up a lot of my time. Um, we're in Hawaii, so anytime we can get to the beach and just chill out by the beach, get in the water, go paddle boarding. I, surfing's not particularly great here. It's uh, You have to be a very active surfer to mm-hmm. want to surf on the big island. Like you go to Oahu or Maui and you could just step in the water and there's an awesome wave right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And here, like the surf spots are are kind of an adventure to get to usually. Mm. So um, uh, I, you know, I, I don't surf much, but, um, but hang out by the beach when I can. Nice. And I go to Costco a lot because uh, <laughs> that's where we buy everything. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, th- I think that's pretty common as well. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. But so what what's the upcoming show schedule looking like? What are you guys, what are you guys working on right now or what, what's going on? Uh, we've got, we've got, um, how many shows in March? We got uh, two shows in April um, and one in May. So that in April, we got a show, I think a show in on Hilo side, which is uh, the other side of the island. Same venue we played at this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, and that's just local bands. And then another show, Kona side, local bands. And then we have a touring band coming over in early May um, that we're doing a show with. Nice. So you, you you keep the schedule kind of light to keep the freshness up and yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know that we could like. I'm actually kind of concerned because those shows are all kind of within a few weeks of each other, which is mm. I, I just don't want to get people too uh, too bored. Yeah, you know. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, but and obviously, if anything ever came up in any one of the other islands, if it paid well enough, you'd pick one of those deals oh up. even if it doesn't pay well i mean we you know we've been talking to a couple of promoters who are on oahu yeah. and and basically you know they'll bring us over for a show a show whenever we say hey let's can we come over on this weekend they'll they'll be like yeah or, you know oh, no. they'll set up a weekend and set up a show for us oh, nice. um but they'll also you know they're bringing over um mainland bands mm-hmm. too so um it's funner to play one of those big shows. Like, gotcha. you know, if we can, if we can play like, like, uh, you know, we saw, we went and saw the descendants, um, you know, uh, a few months ago. Uh-huh. And, um, like what, one of our friends bands that we played with the other night, that's from Oahu, but, that, um, 
they they open for that and you know it's it's fun like that's one that's one cool thing about being a band here in hawaii is is the number of uh the, the number of like bands who are who are actively playing shows is actually kind of low like on this island like we have played with every single punk rock band from that's toured here in the last 10 years we nice. we've been the opening band for every single one nice. there hasn't been very many but mm -hmm. we have been the opening band um you know oahu um you know there's not that many shows you know but there's probably like once a month there's a big band coming and then there's um you know there's kind of a pool of bands that they, they just the promoters will cycle through so everybody kind of gets to play big mm -hmm. shows with with big bands um and on big stages so um it's fun like i, I remember years ago I, actually the, the way i ever i never had no idea there's punk rock in hawaii years ago i never would have thought crossed my mind but there was this band called grapefruit that um they toured california mm -hmm. um and so i met them and and we were pen pals for years and and um and they were one of the reasons my my old band your mother came out and played in hawaii and they they helped us come out here but they like green day when green day came out like they got to open for Green Day at, oh. you know, big outdoor, like, <laughs> you stadium. know, stadium thing. Yeah. And they're just these three, like, local dudes, like, yeah, this is awesome. Yep. We're <laughs> um, here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those memories you'll have the rest yeah. of your life, open up for Green Day at the stadium. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, here's kind of a strange question I'm going to ask you. Since uh, one of your bandmates is a boat captain, is that a feasible form of transportation in between? No, no, no. Okay. Um, so some islands, so like, um, well, Maui has, um, there's an island called Lanai right off of Maui. And there's a, there's a ferry between those. There was something called the super ferry, okay. which the idea was that it would go through, it would, it would be a ferry that would go between all the islands. And, okay. um, uh, so they bought the boats, paid millions and millions of dollars for the boats. Of course and, they did. Um, and then there's a huge backlash um, uh, once, you know, they're like trying to get the, you know, they got to get all the docks ready for that, that type of boat to come in frequently. Like it's a whole different situation. Mm -hmm. um, and there are all these environmental concerns and stuff. And so, so basically it, people here actually don't really like anything being built. Um, mm. If you're familiar with our telescope problems we have right now, uh, mm. uh, you know, people want to build a telescope here and, it's like been the biggest massive protests yeah. anyone's seen in years. Um, so like to get a ferry, um, you know, where they'd have to, they'd have to, you know, I mean, they're gonna, it's gonna, the, the spots that they could bring it in, like there's reef, there's coral reef and there's life that's gonna get disrupted there. And, mm -hmm. and you know, this is Hawaii, it's paradise. You don't wanna muck it up. So yeah, uh, yeah there's a, there's fierce backlash. They end up having to sell the boats, um, lost a lot of money on that. Gotcha. Um, so I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, but yeah, so airplane travel is the way to go. For a long mm -hmm. time, there were multiple airlines. And I mean, there was a time when it was like 50 bucks round trip um, to get mm -hmm. from Oahu to here. And people would go all the time. And then um, airlines started going out of business consolidating. And then there were, for a long time, there was just one, which is Hawaiian. And the prices got out of control. Um, but right now, Southwest is doing it too. And, gotcha. and so it's back reasonable. It's about... I think about a hundred bucks round trip. Probably. Gotcha. Were you affected by the volcano that erupted a couple years back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so we don't live in a, like in a place where we in danger of lava, but mm -hmm. um, the, the big thing we get 
a tourism i mean our entire economy is based on tourism yeah and it took a huge hit mm -hmm. um and um all and then the air quality was the, i mean yeah it's right. just the, there had always been, because the, the volcano has been erupting for 35 years. Yes. Yeah. Nonstop. But it um, was kind of just like bubbling up and a little bit splash over here and there. But there, so there's always all this kind of like, uh, they call it VOG. But mm -hmm. So it's it's volcanic fog. And there's always VOG in the air. And it, and um, you don't really notice it until it's not there. Like if there, if the trade winds come through, it blow all the, blow all the, Vog away, all of a sudden you can look out your window and you can see Maui and you can see the other islands out the window. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, but when it really started pumping, um, I mean, you couldn't see it, you couldn't see the ocean from a house oh, wow. or a couple miles away. Um, so it was, it was, it was pretty bad. It's really hard to breathe. Like, I'm a, I jog all the time and I couldn't go jogging. Um, you know, people, a lot of people have, have asthma, had to mm -hmm. leave. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was scary. I mean, a lot of people lost their houses. I mean, can you imagine just in the middle of your street? Yep. <laughs> Lava. Yep. I mean, it was pretty surreal. The videos of that stuff are just nuts. Um, and it's I mean, it's crazy. Like you go to that side of the island, and um, it's it it used to be a jungle, and now mm -hmm. it is just a black, like <laughs> yep. it's just black, and uh, it's a trip. It is such a trip. Yeah, no, I, I I could imagine. I like I remember I used to have a an acquaintance. I wouldn't quite call her a friend because she was like a friend of a friend. Her and her fiance lived in Hawaii for a long while, um, and I I think he was in some some branch of the military. So I mm -hmm. think that's why they were out there. And uh, she would tell me. She would put, I would see her post about all the different little things that you were talking about, and not necessarily like volcano erupting, but when the volcano did erupt, she, you know, that she was kind of the first person posted that I knew, or yeah. that's kind of how I found out because obviously she has still has friends over there, yeah, you know. So, and then of course, as time would go on the media would pick it up and it'd become oh they oh they over sensationalize it so much yeah and yeah but yeah like my kids i mean my big kids are were uh really traumatized I me mean, every, every kid on this island is just their nightmares and stuff like that and that we had you know there were constant earthquakes like mm -hmm. we had i forget what the big the biggest one was like a 7.0 or something like that oh wow and i um it was, I was sitting on the beach uh, mm -hmm. when it happened and I, I didn't actually didn't, like I noticed, I just felt like sick. Like I couldn't quite, I was like something, something's wrong. I can't quite tell what. Mm -hmm. um, and then I look over and like, yeah, all the palm trees are just back and forth. Oh, uh, wow. my, kid, my kids were at school and one of my kids is on the lower floor and they did, their classroom did not feel it at all. On the upper floor, they were like bouncing back and forth. Oh, wow. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they were, they were nightmares about lava coming through the, through the house and yeah. all that kind of stuff and tsunamis, you know, tsunami, tsunami, that's the thing with earthquakes is you don't want to be near the water if there's an yeah. earthquake. Because uh, tsunamis are a very dangerous thing. Yeah. And, and we've only, you know, we haven't had a bat. We, the, the last one was here. It was after the, um, you know, the, the big Japan earthquake. Mm -hmm. We got a tsunami from that. And, um, you know, it wasn't very big, but even just like two feet. 
a two feet two foot surge uh, could do millions and millions of yeah. dollars of damage i mean and there are hotels that got there's a hotel that still hasn't reopened after that oh wow wow that's crazy yeah and we like our local beach all the sand was gone um they so that it's they've just kind of gotten it back now to the size yeah. it was before gotcha now is it like when a volcano erupts do they kind of have an idea what path it takes or is there like what's... yeah well so you grab you know it's like okay you got it, it, it's gonna it's gonna go the quickest most likely the lava is gonna flow downhill mm -hmm. the easiest path it can find mm -hmm. so um i mean they, and they so they have and they and they have pretty good ideas of like where on the island it would erupt um mm -hmm. So they so they actually map it out by lava zones. So there's like eight or maybe nine. I forget how many lava zones are. Uh, so like lava zone one is the most likely it would be damaged. Lava zone nine is the least. I think we so like where we live, it's like lava zone eight. Okay. I think we're um because we're on the old side of the island and the new side of the island, which is still being built by the volcano. Uh, certain sections are in lava zone one, but there could be one that's like a mile away that's lava zone four because it's at a much higher elevation so it just would never the lava would never go down go that yeah. way yeah yeah no, that makes sense yeah okay that's cool um so as, as we kind of start wrapping up the podcast and the interview it's been a great conversation i just want to kind of ask you one very vague question and i'll just kind of let you take it where you want to take it okay um why music uh, keep sane, I'd say. Like, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't. It, it, that's my music is like my, my, my personal thing I do to relax, to clear my mind, whatnot. Like, I, if I've got something bothering me, I can work it out in a song. Mm -hmm. um, and I always need, you know, I always like to have, even when I'm working, I have a guitar next to me if I'm having trouble. Trouble with something, trying to figure out something complicated at work. If I, I can pick up a guitar and sit there and strum it while I'm thinking and it like focus, it, it helps me focus. So that for me, it's really just like, I, I'd probably go crazy if I, if I didn't have that outlet, even if it's not performing it, even mm -hmm. it's just playing it for myself. You know, like I feel like when I write music, I'm writing it. I, I write it, I'm the audience. I feel like that I'm writing for, like I, I, I'm not really trying to write it for anybody else. Like things I write are, very personal for me mm -hmm. um and other people might like it i mean there's plenty of stuff i write that no one will ever hear it just it's just stuff yeah. i write for me uh so yeah I'd, I'd say it's for for me it's just a way to keep sane cool 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 um and then you'd already kind of gone over your show schedule but where can everybody uh find you on social media and all that fun stuff to keep up with your show schedule and uh, if they're ever in Hawaii and want to come see you play live. Yeah. Uh, you know, Facebook, we're on there. Uh, so I think it's uh, El Sancho Hawaii, I believe mm -hmm. is the, is how you get to it. Okay. Um, and I think we're on Instagram too. I'm not, I, I, never, I never quite figured out how to use Instagram because I'm old. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that's where all the cool kids hang out, I heard. Um, and uh, we got, you know, we're on Spotify too. Whenever we have shows, they, I, uh, you know, they'll be in Spotify, mm -hmm. Spotify too, um, and kind of anywhere else. If uh, and you know, so, what a song kick and bands in town, all those things. We always yeah. post all our stuff on all those things. Okay, 
Um, so yeah, and come check them out. We've got, you know, we, like I said, we put out an EP last, late last year, just released another song um, uh, just last week. That was, was kind of just like, I, we stuck that out as just because we were playing a big show and it was just like, it was a way to get some, uh, extend the publicity, right? I could, it's another thing to talk about. So we just put out another song, uh, single and we might put another single or two out before we do a whole album. We'll see. Awesome. Perfect. Um, once again, thank you so much for giving me the time. Um, I know we had a little bit of a mix up with the time zones, but oh, yeah. when, oh, no when, problem. when we're doing everything so far out ahead, I, you know, I, I should get used to Oh yeah, no, that's my that's my bad man. Uh, and no, I appreciate. I you know I've been listening to your your podcast, and I mm. really enjoy the interviews you're doing. It's uh it's it, it's interesting. You know, learned some cool bands through it. Uh, right. And I, I really I like the format. It's just you know I I like I don't hear that many things with uh, where you just just interesting conversation. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you, and hopefully one day we'll make it out to Hawaii and be able to get you guys on a live session. We're, ah, we're always awesome. We're always looking to get more punk music because it's that's kind of like the common connective tissue between our little group. Right on. Well, yeah. If you ever want to come out, let me know. Awesome. I will for sure do that. Um, and then, as always, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you guys later.